This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. I'm Melanie Whitman. I am an image consultant for ambitious women. The majority of my clients are female attorneys, and I help them get out of their own way so they can show up in their best light possible, so they can have a greater impact, serve their community, and really just focus on what their job is and stop having to worry about what they're wearing. Oh, I love that. That's such a cool way of looking at it because I feel like having a stylist or, you know, however, you know, everybody has different titles for the kind of work that you do. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it, it feels like there's a lot of women that, that have a strange feeling about it in, in whatever direction. And to me, it's no different than all of the other, you know, great people that you're going to f- hire as a professional so that you can focus on what you're going to do. Like you're not going to necessarily bake your own bread so that you can have a great sandwich. You're going to go buy some bread somewhere, you know, like in the same way that you're going to find that expert to do the right thing. This is is no different. And this is oftentimes people's first impression. So I feel like this is a great conversation about kind of getting through those hurdles about how people initially think about hiring someone like you and and why and why is that important. So the big question that we are going to talk about today is how does style attract your ideal client? So let's tie this whole idea of the first impression and kind of your image and how that attracts the right people together. So what's your first thought about that, Melanie? You know, how does how do you kind of set your style to attract the right kind of people? So what people don't realize is clothing is the largest form of nonverbal communication. Like the moment that you get on a Zoom screen, you walk into a room, like people are noticing that before you even open your mouth. Yes. And the way that we get dressed sends a message not only about our confidence and our approachability and all of that, it also sends a message about our presence and us wanting to be there and the effort, especially if you're like an attorney, yes. <laughs> like your clients are paying you a decent amount of money and you want to show that you are a hundred percent there for them. You are competent, you're confident and that you are not thinking of any other things. Yeah. So sometimes I get the message of, shouldn't someone be hiring me because of my education, my abilities and all of things. One million percent. Absolutely. That is the reason why someone should be hiring you. Right. But sometimes they can't even realize that they want to work with you because your clothing is distracting. Yes. From that connection, the likability, just the competence level. It's like, I can't even see what you're trying to tell me because I'm distracted by what you're putting out there. Well, I think what you're kind of alluding to, and I feel like this is so important, not just in your appearance, but in every part of your marketing, your website, every part of your brand, is that there's this decision that everyone has to make, whether they're buying, I'm going to stick with the loaf of bread idea, whether they're buying a loaf of bread (laughs) or they're hiring an attorney, which is a huge decision. Oftentimes this, this could be a life changing decision because in a minute I'm going to ask you, you know, talk more about even like if that attorney's in a courtroom and has to talk to a jury, things like that, and tries 
has to be convincing there. But in that decision, there it's we're talking about psychology. And it's not just logic that people are using to make that decision. There's a lot of psychology and trust, and they have to feel like they know and you know, the know like trust thing that people talk about all the time. And that's not gonna happen by someone reading your resume. It's just not. Mm -hmm. So they have to kind of get this feeling that, you know, they, they trust you. And how how is that gonna happen? by reading where you went to law school. It's just not. <laughs> Especially since there's this idea that's been ingrained in us that attorneys need to look a certain way. By the yes. way, it's, been ingra- it's ingrained in like the common people that aren't attorneys and also attorneys even more. Yeah. Like my clients have showed me, this is what I was taught in law school. This is the messaging that it was. Then I, you know, then I had my first job. Yeah, very similar messaging. You know, a lot of the messages were, you should be wearing black. You should be wearing pantyhose. Very like, let's talk about pantyhose, (laughs) closed toe shoes. Some of my clients work for very conservative firms. Sure. Good news with the pandemic, it's gotten a lot less conservative. Yeah. But the messages that are ingrained of how an attorney should look actually are making them be unapproachable and kept at a distance from their clients. Like you said, if we want to not talk about an attorney for one second, we could talk about a doctor. Yeah. And like if you're in a conversation with a doctor and if they're standing looking down at you and just talking at you as opposed to having a conversation, inviting you in, asking what your expectations are, saying what your needs are, people want to have a collaborative Yes relationship and not just be like talk to and your clothes do that yeah that's what the black does the formality like there is a reason why judges wear black robes i've done lots of research on it what and And so what is that it's because they're not supposed to have an opinion oh like there's supposed to be no personality no like complete neutral yeah so that formality that black shows nope no yeah. opinion here whatsoever. Yeah. And while, you know, there's times when we want our, our attorney to be like that, we also want our attorney to be on our side yes. and be compassionate and all of the things. Yes, yes. So how do you get past that? My first thought while you were talking was thinking about all the attorneys that I have a bunch of attorneys in my family and all the attorneys I've ever worked with. And when you're talking about being in law school and I'm picturing almost like a course where they say, go to Brooks Brothers. I know I had an uncle who was like, you have to go and get a suit at Brooks Brothers. And so talk about why, first of all, just that in general is a bad idea and how you get through that hurdle of them wanting to just be like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, first I flip it on them because talk about a group of people that likes to form opinions and likes to collect information. Like, I'm like, so when I got on this call, did you notice what I was wearing? And did you have an opinion about it? Because you totally did. Yeah, of course. So let's, you know, flip the situation and think about how you can control the impression because attorneys like control. Yeah. So when you're just throwing some spaghetti on a wall and going into Brooks Brother and just buying what everyone else is <laughs> buying, you're not having any control of the situation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And when they're looking to kind of build their own business, it's one thing when they're working in a big firm and they're trying to fit in. But if they're looking to build their own 
firm and go out on their own, that's the opposite of what you want to do. You don't, you need to stand out. You need to kind of look, you know, not exactly the same. Like you have something different to offer than every other firm, you know, down the street. So where do you usually start with that? So the first thing that I start with is dealing with the brain. Because and for, like a lot of the things that we're taught about, you know, working with a personal shopper, working with a stylist, a subscription box, all of those things become band-aids because they're really talking about the physical object, which is the clothes, which yeah. is great and all. Yeah. But the really thing that we need to deal with is how we're showing up. And working with ambitious, high-achieving women, a lot of times they're their own worst enemy. Yeah. So we really need to deal with the things that every single personal development specialist deals with. I'm sure you deal with it a lot all the time. Like, what are your limiting beliefs here? What, yes. Where are these thoughts coming from? You know, how can you see yourself as your highest level? What I absolutely love about what I do is I help women really start dressing as someone who's already achieved their goals. Uh, Everyone's heard, heard for the job that you want, yes. the job that you have. Yes. But there's so much power in that. There when is. you start dressing like the empowered person that has those ideal clients, like it happens. Like it it's does. not like you're, I teach women to play bigger. And unfortunately, in order for us to get there, we need to start with the brain and the mindset around it first. Yeah. Because there's some la lack and some scarcity that has to do with our spending habits, how we show up, not drawing too much attention to yourself, you oh, know, taking yes. up more room. There's all of that. So yes. We, first, we get really, really clear on that. And then the second thing that's really different is really getting clarity over what you want your style to be. And I mean style as the whole entire package of the messages that your clothes are saying, what makes you feel confident? You know, what are the colors that make you feel powerful? What are the silhouettes? Like, the really good thing is that I know the way that my clients' minds break, and so I have a framework and a system and a strategy that we get this end result where they get really clear of what that whole entire style is. So they have a framework and a foundation to what to work towards. Oh my so most gosh! Most people, when they think of getting dressed, it's like, oh, this is creative. It's a Pinterest. Board. It's like all of these like Pinterest boards, and yes. I'm sure you hear it also when yeah. someone <laughs> yes. do branding, and they're like, this is so not my thing. This is why I came to you. And right. you're like, well, there's not the cookie cutter website right. that I can hand you. We need you in it. Exactly. <laughs> so, but it's so much of a bigger picture because the what you're describing, like starting with mindset, I can easily see this playing out as having an impact on their ability to perform and their ability to to raise their own prices and make more money themselves one million percent like yeah the women that have gone through so I host a group program it's called standout style and the women that go through this program that one like key takeaway that they have is I am able to feel so much more confident in myself working with my clients because I have a direction, because I'm clear, because I know what I'm working towards, because I'm saying, look at me, I need to take up more space and I, you know, I'm capable and they And I feel good about it. How exactly. Yeah. So like going like this and second getting, guessing your clothing choices does not make for a really empowered decision. Right. So it's like owning your power is really what it's about. Yeah, and, and just starting at the very first moment of the day when you're putting your clothes on and not feeling good about it, that's setting the stage for the rest of that day, mm -hmm. maybe the rest of that week, 
for all of the things and just kind of walking into a place where you you feel really good about the way you look in and it's not just the way you look but it's the way you look in terms of whatever that whole scene is like if you are walking into a courtroom and you have a trial and you know that you really need to convince this jury of something you need to be confident about that and if you come across as meek and insecure it's not going to work. I mean, it's you're just, you know, you're not going to be successful and then you're going to it's just going to reinforce all of those kind of negative mindset ideas. So it's really there's so much more to it than just kind of I, I picture this book my mom had like back in the 80s when she was going back to work. And what was it called? It was like uh, Dress for Success. Do you, did oh, you I ever- probably have it back here? <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> I have all of those 80s books, like Color Me Confident. Yes. There are so many. But like if you think about it, like if you think about like that, like in your mind, like that professional power suit woman. Yes. That's where a lot of the principles that I work with came from. Like that's the foundational things of like how to dress for your, to embrace your body, what colors to wear for you, you. But it's kind of what men have been doing for years and years. Like, but they have it easy. They get to go to Brooks Brothers and just say, I'll take number two and number three. And I'll get well, fancy we, with we the tie. We haven't even talked about body image <laughs> yeah. situations, is which one of the other big things that really deals with, you know, a lot of the work that I do. Yeah. But, you know, it really, there is that some people think that it's such like an old school way, but what it really has to do with really learning what works for you. So you get to let everything else go. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the stuff that my mom was looking at and that dress for success, it really was about how to fit in a man's world. It really is a totally different story now. We're not mm-hmm. trying to say, okay, let's take a look at the Brooks Brothers suit and figure out how to make that work for me as a woman. And, you know, maybe I just go to a tailor. Like, I don't know exactly what the book said, but along those lines, it was more like fitting yourself into the corporate world that was designed by a man versus reinventing yourself and finding your own confidence and place in the world as a woman and doing your own thing like not not let's not even go to Brooks Brothers <laughs> exactly I mean like Brooks Brothers like I do have to say one of my clients is a really great navy blue suit from Brooks Brothers it's yeah. like her court suit yeah. but like th- that's another conversation that comes up all the time in my group program is the masculine versus the fem- feminine like yeah. as opposed to because there's a fight I find that there sometimes is an internal fight within female attorneys of that do I blend in and do I kind of join the old boys club like think about all the marketing that you oh, probably yeah. have had to go through Gross. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly or do I step out and really pave my own way and say this is how I'm showing up this is what looks powerful for me maybe I don't need to wear a blazer you know, yeah. and this is one of these conversations I have with my clients all the time. Do you really need to wear a blazer? Like, yeah. Is a dress okay? Like, right. But it's really talking about all of those situations. What's what's appropriate, but also what works for you as well. Well, and then coming back to the big question, how does that align with your ideal client? So I would assume, because this is the same co- kind of questions we have when we're kind of making design decisions, and there is no one right answer for each firm and each client, and there shouldn't be, because then you're just talking about a template. So how do you then take those ideas or those questions and figure out what fits for uh, a person in terms of, you know, how they're trying to attract that ideal client. 
And it really comes down to knowing your ideal client, knowing what their values are, and knowing what is going to make you seem like the smartest person in the room, and then also what is going to be their approachability. Because I work with lots of different types of attorneys in different practices, but even let's use like the estate planning space. There's someone that's an estate planning attorney that works with one of my clients, works with people that are older, that really are thinking about, you know, more of that real estate state planning, like doing a will. Then I have another client that works with people that are really, that are parents, that are really thinking about setting up their future. Then I have another one that really works with people that are frontline workers and her approach to that is just really different. So it's really understanding your clients, their needs, their wants, what is going to make you seem more approachable and really stepping into that because there is times when if you were to wear dark colors and a blazer, you would completely put your clients off. And then there's other ones that if you didn't show up that way, they would say, you're not giving me the respect that I deserve by dressing for the part. So it really has to do with knowing what the expectation is, knowing what you could kind of get away with. Like, let's face it, things have gotten a little bit more casual in the past few years. So it's not like you're playing dress up. It really just needs to be aligned with your whole entire brand. And the cool thing is that once you figure it out, there's no more second guessing. Yes. Like it's like, this is what I do, as opposed to going into your closet each day and saying, well, what costume am I putting on today? (laughs) (laughs) And just like dreading it too, walking in there going, oh gosh. And you know, what everybody says when they walk out, I have nothing to wear. There's nothing in there. I have nothing to wear. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, I hate everything basically. (laughs) So I'll tell you why everyone has nothing to wear. I'll give you the, the spoiler alert. The reason why people don't have anything to wear is because they don't have their outfits already pre-planned. Oh, stuff in their closets. But when you're not intentional about how you're putting things together and you're just being sold items, it's really about, again, being strategic. It's better to have 10 great outfits than 500 random pieces. Yeah, maybe with a lot of work, they'll go together. But just like People don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> or energy. Well, that, makes, that makes so much sense to think of it in terms of the whole, like we were saying earlier, the bigger picture in terms of your whole brand, instead of thinking about one piece at a time, like I'm going to get just this pair of pants or just thinking about each entire outfit in a in one kind of unit. Exactly. Oh, and that just makes it easy. Yeah, it's, that it's, makes it's, so much more sense. Plus, then you just right. walk in, you're like, okay. It's Tuesday we're doing. (laughs) Exactly. But I mean, and then it gets to be like, okay, this combination works so I could switch the shirt out. Sure. Or I could switch, you know, and it becomes so much more like it's just second nature as opposed to each day. Like, you know, it's like social media content. Oh, what am I talking about today? It's like, no, this is the message for today. Yes. And when you kind of pick your flavor, it just really is about, you know, this is what the um, message I need to send and this is what I wear to ensure it. And the good thing is we were chatting about it before is that everything's about a habit. Yes. Like everything becomes so easy when there's a habit that's attached to it. Yeah. So when she gets to dress, that being a habit, it's painless. Yeah, we were saying, we were t- mentioning Atomic Habits, which seems to be the book of the hour. And that's I know that's not your book that you're going to share, but kind of as a nice segue into that. So as you know, all of our attorneys are tireless attorneys that don't have time for a book that's not worth it. So Melanie, what's a book that you're going to recommend to our attorneys that is worth it? So I'm completely obsessed with Tara Moore's 
playing big. I have gone through her coaching program. Oh, it's nice. her insights I bring into all of my work with my clients. And it really is about how women can get out of their own way and just start having a bigger impact. Oh, like we I all want that. to take out more space. So it really is about how to speak up, how to lead, and how to do it holistically. Yes. Like it's not just about what you wear, it's about every single decision that you make. Yeah. And I feel like once you, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you have these frameworks and these strategies and these systems for this. And once you put the time in to figure those out, then it becomes easier. You know, you do kind of that upfront investment in your time and effort and all of that. But then you're doing that for the long term to make, first of all, the outcome is going to be better on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And second of all, you're not going to have to think about it so much every single day. Um, and and the idea of, of playing big, I feel like it goes hand in hand with everything we've been talking about. The mindset work and knowing that you have to appear a certain way and not just kind of taking that default idea that, you know, some people might have talked to you about in, in law school. Like, that's not really the place to learn your style, it seems nope. like. <laughs> you learn how to, like, be an attorney in law yeah. school, not how to get dressed. Yeah, like, you right. take all that information with a grain of salt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. Okay, so we will link that book in our library with all of the other book recommendations. And so Melanie, what's one big takeaway you want listeners to get from this episode? So I really think it has to do what we what we've been chatting about the whole entire time is that I understand that everyone is super busy. Like yeah. we all are really busy. We all in our minds do not have time to invest in thinking about our style and getting dressed and all of the things. But I have to tell you a really crazy statistic that on average, women spend over 4,000 hours thinking about what to wear. Oh like, my a, gosh. That's a lot of time. Oh By the way, that's, only, that's less than 20 minutes a day. It's like 17 minutes a day. It's not a lot of time. But the really good thing is, is that if you just spend some time up front figuring it all out, you get to get all that time, that energy and money. Like, you know, think of how many things you've bought and then you don't doing that. And they're a waste. So, yeah. They're such a waste. Yeah. Like, forget about like the landfill, but think about like the mental space of my closet's over there. So, um, but really, it's a really wise investment of your time because yeah. you always know what you're working towards. Yes. So it's not some... It's not some like thing just to do uh, for fun. It really is about a tool for empowerment and really how you're showing up each and every day. It makes so much sense. And I feel like it's it's so valuable and really underrated. I think it's one of those things that I would bet a lot of your clients realize in retrospect, oh my gosh, that was such a great investment. And I went in thinking, okay, this is going to be helpful. But they probably didn't really grasp the full idea of everything that they were going to get out of it in terms of mindset and feeling like they are worth it and they should be valuing more and they should be, you know, thinking about, you know, their whole impact in terms of the impressions they make. And then as a result, that they're worth more literally and they can charge more. So, you know, it's it's like a nice, you know, mm -hmm. little circle. It all works out. It is. And end. that's the biggest thing that they always get is I wish I would have done this sooner. Earlier. Is what they always yes. say. Like they're like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I went and I bought that thing three weeks ago. I wish I knew that like it always, you could back. <laughs> just return it. Just it's return like, it. You could, right, exactly. You could always, you know, this is always the thing that you could kick the can down the road. Yes. But like it's just going to keep, you know, we, you're going to be wasting more time and more energy on it. Right. Or the reverse is the the sooner you do it, the more it'll pay off, you know, in kind of exponential value over time. So 
so, so valuable. I feel like that was such a great conversation. Melanie Lippman, we will have your all of your links and your social media and the book and everything on the website. But thank you so much for being here. Melanie Lippman is a style consultant and we will link to your website and everything on the website. But thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.